Ernest, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over there and start using it now. What's up, What's up bro? Guys all over the place, man. Man, I'm everywhere, man. I'm everywhere. They never there. You hear me? Sheesh. sheesh. <laughs> it was like travel. I'm like, nah, traveling clubhouse. I just, I just left him in clubhouse. Nah, man. You know, I be moving, man. I'm always about getting the information, man. You know what I'm saying? So they be having some real dope conversations and that shit. So you know, I just be all about learning. You know what I'm saying? I'm always about, you know, always been a student of the game, man. You already know that. You know what I'm saying? You know, it was good though, man. I'm proud of you, man, for sure. You know, we kind of started at the same time in the same avenue, you know, without even knowing it. You know what I'm saying? Like, how you say y'all been two years in. I'm just like two years in for sure. Um, and just to see y'all grow, not only that though, but to be able to say I'm learning from y'all. We learn from each other. You know what I'm saying? We give each other ideas um, to see y'all pushing. Um, then, you know, to see y'all growing into other avenues, man, man, that's just amazing to see. Um, I think I was just, I think I just texted you not too long ago and I said, um, I said, I think I said finance, I, we was listening to, oh, I had sent y'all a picture of the, the, uh, the, the artist that just got killed. And, you know, yeah. we was in a conversation about, you know, the other dudes, shout out to those dudes and their families. And I said, man, the culture need us, bro. You know what I'm saying? Um, me, you, everybody have a um, instrumental role in how we progress forward as a culture. You know what I'm saying? And what happens is, I know, like for me, I know that there's a lot of people who my language is made and designed for. You know what I'm saying? And I know that that language touches so many people and it resonates with so many people. And so even myself, like, I was talking to my team. Like, I'm going to show you something right quick, bro. Just, just, to, just to be transparent and shit with you, bro. Literally, I put a whiteboard up. This everything. This me. You feel me? Like, literally sat down, bro. Oh, I don't want to show that. So I literally sat down, 
and like the last couple of days, man, just sat down and like mapped out like what I want to do, how I want to take the business to the next level, how I want to get the message out, the people that I want to affect. How do I double down on the people that I know needs to hear my voice? You feel what I'm saying? So, you know, it's important, you know, even with y'all saying we about to start the EYL network, that's understanding how much influence y'all have, right? That's understanding, yo, like, okay, we talk sports and this, but, you know, we had the conversation. I was like, yo, like a woman? You know what I'm saying? And we was like, yeah, because we know women need to hear it. You know what I'm saying? And so we know we need a voice. So for y'all, you know, it's like, I don't want to say that rope. So I'm going to say like no limit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like y'all have the vehicle for so many people who have voices. And I know, I know, I know you, I know Troy, I know the whole squad. So I know the people that y'all do bring in under the network, they're going to be people who you know, who y'all know, can you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Neil, man. Um, it's gonna be people who y'all know that can bring, you know what I'm saying? It's not just anybody. Oh, I got a podcast. It's gonna be a certain type of people, a certain type of energy that y'all gonna bring forth. So I'm excited to see that, man, because you know, this is what you know, every era has something. Whether it was, you know, our people were protesting, whether it was fighting for the right to vote, every era has something, but no era ever had the capital to take them to the next level. And I think what happens with y'all and with myself, we are now teaching people how to get the capital to now make the change. Because, I mean, I heard a lot of people feeling before when I said this, and I said, man, nobody don't care what the broke person at the table got to say. You know what I'm saying? And I mean that from a cultural standpoint, like the black culture is rich and consume wealthy and consumerism. But when we want to sit down and say, this is what we want to do, like, how much money y'all got, fam? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, y'all represent $2.2 trillion, but that's consumerism. Yeah. How much do y'all have toward moving? Okay, so now you say, okay, we got $2.2 trillion, and now we lobbying our vote. Now your vote means something. You want the black vote? You want the brown vote? This is how much money? What you going to do for us? And now when we bring ourselves to a position with money, now you got a whole, now you really got a voice. You know what I'm saying? So the financial literacy podcast, what y'all bringing to the table, what I'm bringing, I think that's what puts us in a situation now because now we can say, yo, we're not, we not the number one consumers no more. We're the number one investor. We we, we represent $2.2 trillion in capital, not money. Not, that's a fact. And I think shout out to Ian. Shout out to my brother Neo on the check-in. For and sure. Real, what you're saying is like, I remember Ian, Ian said that on Market Mondays a few weeks ago. He said it a few times. And he was like, you know, um, take a survey of your family, your friends or whatever, like say you need, call them and say, I need $5,000 today or I'm going to get killed. And they're going to say, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray and for you. I'm going to pray for you. That's it. Because the, the problem is that, and not to like disrespect prayer, but the reason why they're going to pray for you is they don't have it. Yep. It's nothing not you can do. Like if you don't have it, you don't have you it. Do. Yeah. So it's like, I relate that to like, okay, I got $5,000, I want to buy this truck, or I need $5,000 to buy this, this house. They, they just going to be like, nah. That's it. No, Let, let's come together for $5,000 now to get a piece of property. They're going to be like, catch me when I get my taxes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's, 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 it's us saying we all done been victims 
you know, I, I posted something today and I said, tradition is peer pressure by dead people. You know what I'm saying? I like that. Say that again, say that again, say that again. Tradition is peer pressure from dead people. You know what I'm saying? And it's nothing against the people that came before us, but tr the tradition that we've fallen into is shit that we done got from people that, that left before us. They didn't have access to the knowledge. Let me tell y'all a quick story that I read a while back, man. It's right quick. It said that for Thanksgiving, and I mean, for Christmas time, um, a great-grandchild asked her mother, asked a, grand, a grandchild asked her mother, a daughter asked her mother, Mom, why do you cut the ends off the ham when you put it in the oven? And her mama said, man, you know, my, you know your grandmother taught me that. So the, the, the granddaughter went to the grandmother and said, Grandma, like, why do you cut the ends off of the ham? Why do my mama cut the ends off of the ham when she puts it in the oven? The grandmother said, my great, my grand, my mother taught me that. Let's go ask her. She over here. So she went to the great grandmother and said, great grandmother, why do you cut the ends off of that? Why did my mama cut the ends off of the ham when she put it in the oven? She said, oh, because... We didn't have pan the, the the ham was too big for the pans we had, so we had to cut the ham off to get it in the pan. And so now we don't follow the whole tradition where they don't wasted that. You feel what I'm saying? Not knowing how that came about, and you just following that tradition. So what happens is now, you know, oh, I can't get into debt. What? Like it's a such thing as good debt. You know, I shouldn't have credit cards. Learn how to leverage credit. You know, you know, it's just a house is an asset. Well, when does it become an asset? Like. Learn that it's not an asset until certain things happen. You feel what I'm saying? So I think what happens is for us, we that's what's so important about the time we in right now. Again, and what y'all doing as being the front runners, bro. Like, I appreciate y'all, man. Y'all the front runners. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and we all come together to push the culture one way. You know what I'm saying? And if once we understand that, once we understand the importance of the financial literacy, that's our only hope, man. You know what I'm saying? That's our only hopes. Once we understand knowledge, how to play that money, how to work that money, how to leverage that money, how to leverage these banks, how to leverage the stock market, how to leverage credit, we become real dangerous right there. We're not dangerous because we can shoot guns, yo. You know what I'm saying? We talked nah, about our group it's, chat. It's, it's, we talked about it in the group chat, and uh, it's a powerful group chat, and it's like one of these days, man, I pray. I, I said, like, you know, this music is affecting a lot of people, bro. Mm -hmm. Even myself, like, I had to, you know, I had to really check myself. Nobody is above reproach. I had to check myself because I was like on like you, you watch a YouTube video. Then I'm watching another YouTube video. And I'm like, this 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 rapper has beef with that rapper. And I'm like researching. And I'm like, yo, I just spent the hour researching some gang beef in the Midwest. Like, why, why did I just spend an hour out of my day doing that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what what value did that add to my life? So it's like it's real. Because it's like you're listening to this music a lot and and it and it's conditioning you without you actually really no, noticing it. And it's like, like I told you, like I told I had this conversation with my barber. I don't feel no other culture has the same pressures that we face. It's like a sand trap. Like this whole street thing is like a sand trap where it's like it's like a vortex. It like sucks you in. The street culture has just been glorified for so long. And it's like it's just crazy. Like we glorify poverty we glorify violence we glorify spending money and um i pray i pray that these artists these young artists really realize the power in their voice because like i said even for me like you know what i'm saying like not to say that hip-hop is gonna ruin my life but i have to detox myself from rap and i love rap i love rap with a passion but it's like these influences that you that you're putting in 
you're not really even realizing what you're actually doing. Like I was out, I was in Manhattan yesterday, I was at dinner and um, I'm sitting next to this table and it was like all white people, this white guy, I kid you not, it was, it, it was like the craziest thing. Cause I'm, you know, I'm air hustling. I'm at dinner, but I'm air hustling. So the dude probably like in his twenties, like mid twenties, and he's talking to some, some other people. And he's like, he literally said this. He said, I don't spend no money. He said, I, I pay my rent, groceries, every single dollar that I get after that goes to the stock market. He said, I don't spend no money. Then they start talking about stocks. He starts talking about ETF after that. He said, every single dis discretionary dollar that I have goes to the stock market. But that conversation was normal. Like I'm listening to that conversation and they, they just randomly talking, like, you know what I'm saying? So we have to get normalized like that. And we have to understand that for him to say that, right? And then I'm listening to another podcast and I'm hearing a rapper, and he was saying the first hundred thousand dollars that he got in life, the first hundred thousand dollars that he got in life, he gave his mom ten thousand. He went to the jewelry store with the with the rest, and he was broke again. And then another rapper was saying how he had a four hundred thousand dollar tab at Gucci. So I'm like, how do you how do you have a four hundred thousand dollar tab at Gucci? You know what I'm saying? And it's like we we gotta we gotta we gotta realize that. This game is being played, and and we're we're, we're pawns on the, on the chessboard, like nah. we're pawns on the chessboard just being moved around. So, you know, the awakening and actually realizing financial literacy is life or death, man. Like you, like you know, we we've had these conversations plenty of times where there's plenty of people doing you know jail time for making decisions that it wasn't really even that much money in the grand scheme of things. Oh. Like you could you could have made that money in 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 wholesaling real estate. Bro, vending machines. Check this out, yo. Like, here's a real life fact about myself. And, you know, I've said it. Like, when the people kick, you know, we had a conversation again and we was like, trap. Like, I think Matt, Matt said he was like, when you, Matt was like, man, look a trap, look a trap. And, we, and, and both of us were like, yo, that's like, it's one of me for every 10,000 people in the streets. And I don't mean it as to glorify the street. It's saying, like, all to get out of there. And we had the conversation. And because you, you become impregnated with an idea, you know what I'm saying, of what you're supposed to be doing. You know what I'm saying? You you get impregnated of with the idea of, you know, I gotta have these I gotta have this jewelry, right? And I gotta have, you know, these guns and I gotta talk about killing it. And I ain't never, you know, did none of that. And I got cause they have this it's pressure, right? And I remember something you just said, like the money not worth it. Bro, like I remember this. Literally, this is one of the things that made me get out the street. Real talk. I remember me and my partner was supposed to go hit this lick. And I remember, like, me being a guy, like, after I started, after um, I had got found out guilty, I was broke. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, damn, that shit cost me, like, $60,000. Like, that shit, it broke me. Like, real talk, it broke me. And I was like, damn. So I started, you know, just hitting licks and shit. And I remember we were supposed to go hit this lick for, like, $80,000. And I remember when we get in the lick, you know, things ain't go right. We want to get like $8,000. And I remember telling myself, after we split the $8,000 between me and three people, I'm like, bro, I couldn't even pay for a lawyer about it. I caught with this because I'm already broke. You know what I'm saying? I'm already broke. And if I get caught for this, yo, I don't even got money to pay for a lawyer. And that was one of the main that made me say, man, this ain't worth it for me. You know what I'm saying? It's time for me to bow gracefully. You know what I'm saying? Whatever I did, it is what it is. And so what happens is in this what happens in this game is people often think once I get the money, then I'm gonna learn how to 
get, become financially literate. But if you don't know how to invest a hundred dollars, if you don't know how to invest a hundred, you can't invest ten thousand. If you can't invest a hundred, you can't invest a million. You feel what I'm saying? Because what's gonna happen is you gonna you don't understand. We done had this conversation about how easy it is. So I'm gonna tell y'all a conversation me and Rashad and them had one time. And I said, bro, what's your number? My bro was like, man, ten million is the number. And I was like, yeah, ten million is a good number. And both of us did the same thing at the same time, because you can blow a million. You know what I'm saying? Like you can blow a million without even thinking about it. And so because the I'm gonna and I'm gonna tell you why you can blow a million without thinking about it. Because the value of the dollar continuously decreases as the price of everything goes up. You feel what I want y'all to understand. You know what? I'm trapped. I want I want I want you to finish that, but you know what's real though? You know what's real? This is really real. Talk about you, it, bro. Growing up, we think, well, at least me. I yeah. thought a hundred thousand dollars was a lot of money, like six figures. <laughs> like you hear your pay, you 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 coming from working class environment, six figures is like go to school, you can make six figures. You know when you realize a hundred thousand is not a lot, when you make a hundred thousand. <laughs> so the next thing, the next thing is to become a millionaire. That's like the next thing, a millionaire, millionaire. You you know when you realize one million dollars isn't a lot, when you make one million dollars, you make a million. And your light and nothing changes. That's a fact. No, that's a fact. No, that's a fact. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, you 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 think your whole life, a million dollars is ill. Like, a million dollars is like, you like Scrooge McDuff. And you make a million dollars, and it's like a couple of purchases. And it's gone. It's done. It's gone. And so something, damn. So... Often people get mad at wealthy people. I've heard people say this all the time. You got they got enough money. What they're trying to get more money for? You feel what I'm saying? And, and in my mind, I never understood that because here's, here's how I look at it. Like, why not get the money if they keep printing it every day? And the problem is this. You're so accustomed to having the mindset where you have a scarcity mindset. Like, you don't understand. Like, I, like I'm not gonna lie, yo. Like once I once I seen a hundred legally, I was like, oh, this is crazy. Like, yeah, I'm like, what? You know what I'm saying? Like you start setting up. That's why I just showed y'all that whiteboard. Like the goal is for me because me and my bros them sat down. I was like, what's the number? What's the retire? Like what's the number we can really say, yo, we we done our family for real. And ten million was the number. Now here's the thing. To a small mind, ten million may be like, man. But to us, the 10 million is just the beginning. It don't stop there. Because here's what happened. You're going to be dead longer than you alive. So I'm going to ask you this question. What happens when you're gone? Your family still need money. Your legacy still got to go on. That 10 million is going to be here for a minute, but it ain't going to be here forever if you don't pass down the knowledge on how to turn that 10 into 20, how to turn that 20 into 40, how to turn that 40 into 80. I want you to ask yourself a question, yo. How many wealthy families that you know by name and you don't know how they got the money? You just know their name is associated with wealth. You just know their name because they turned their last name to an asset. When you think about the book, you're like, damn, the Bushes? The Clinton? Like, them people have been had money. J.P. Morgan, them names are assets, right? And you got to do your research to start learning how that name became an asset. But the thing about those names is this. They never stop making money. They never stop making money. 
So they learned how to invest their money. They learned about how to become financially literate. They learned the rules to the game. We don't know the rules to the game, so you're going to always be a pawn. The objective of the game is to get the pawn to the other side of the ball so the pawn can then become be whatever you want it to be. Yo, for real. Learn how to play the game, man. That's a fact. That's a fact, man. And, um, man, the incomparable Wall Street Trapper, man. I told you, man. I know you, want, I know you got some people you want to talk to. I just wanted to tell you, man, you know, as always, I appreciate you being my brother. I appreciate the whole squad, man, Mike, Ian, everybody, man. You know, whatever, however, you know, however I'm bringing value to the team is always, it's always put our egos to the side. How can we push the culture forward in our way, man? So I just want to tell you, man, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate the squad, man. Keep doing that shit. I'm right here. I'm a phone call the way you already know, bro. Nah, nah, I appreciate you, man. I wanted to ask you one last question before, okay. before we uh before you, you hopped off. Um so can you tell the people like some business game, like how how important is it to diversify and to grow laterally? Cause it's like, you know, that we was just talking about like before you jumped on as far as earning your leisure. I feel like they've watched us grow and the same thing with you. So even with you, it's like you got you got Trappers Anonymous, you got the merch, you you know what I'm saying, you got the educational portal, now you got your YouTube. And it's like a lot of times I feel like with, with, with just people in general, they get complacent with, with one thing. Mm -hmm. But you can never stop. It never stops. Like you always got to because the problem with just one source of income is that it's too close to none. Yeah. You know what so how, what's, what's, your, what's your thoughts on that? And like what's your, what's, your, what's your vision to grow your brand in 2021? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So first um, – I think what happens is you got to start connecting with people, right? You got to start connecting with people. So one of my biggest things was I was, I, I come from the street, like, so even in the streets, like one of the things, one of my most important lessons in the street was always this. I had to connect with different hustlers in different areas so I can move product everywhere. You know what I'm saying? And if I didn't, if I wasn't able to move product everywhere, then I was stuck in one hood. And if I'm stuck in one hood, then I'm limiting my money. So I used to go to different hoods, like connect with people, like give dudes in other hoods, like big, big deals. You know what I'm saying? So now I can come in another gangster hood and be all right. You know what I'm saying? They may have a couple of people like on some ill shit, but because I'm cool with this gangster right here and he official in his hood, I'm good. It ain't, it ain't, you know, we got, it wasn't like I was playing on another person realness, but it was saying, this is how I got to grow my business. Like, I got to hook up with at least eight or seven other dudes who holding it down in their hood so I can serve over there. So I use my business the same way. Like, I'm like, all right, cool. Let me be able to, all right, boom. Let me build this relationship with Ernie Elisa out of straight value. And we built a great relationship. All right, cool. Let me build this relationship with this dude over here. A genuine relationship where I can bring value. Cool. Let me build this relationship with this dude over here so I can bring value. Cool. So now if I can bring value to all them people and they got platforms as well. And here's the thing. I was on little platforms and big platforms. You feel what I'm saying? Like you had 10,000 followers. I'm hollering at you. Look, let's build. Even if I had more followers than you, because this is what I realized on, especially with the social media, even with me having 300 and something thousand followers, that's still a drop in the ocean. So the dude who got 10,000 followers or the queen who got 10,000 followers, only 1% only of their following may know me. So I got to build that relationship so now I can be in that. So now I just built that. So one of the things I want to say is in building your brand and building something, like network as much as you can. Bring value to as many people as you can. You know what I'm saying? Bring an, an immense amount of value. Don't, don't, don't be ashamed to give it away because what you give away and building the relationship going to come back to you tenfold. If it's authentic and raw, um, 
so that's 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 a major thing for me um another thing as far as my vision for moving forward so when my brand was for me it was okay i wanted to be on every platform but now i i structure i structure my trap unit so i really who my audience and who my voice is so now i've structured it like a real university right so the goal now to have like travels anonymous like i'm really and that's what the white boy was about so i have like a freshman that bundle i'm putting together and then it's a sophomore bundle that i'm putting together and then it's a um junior bundle that i'm putting together and then the senior bundle will actually be a mentorship so going into 2021 i'm gonna actually build a mentorship so i now have one-on-one -on -one with people then after that um I'm, I'm writing my book this year so 2021 i'm gonna write my book you know what i'm saying and i think what that does i got a ghost right i got a ghost right there man chapter at least a chapter you already put that down you hear me <laughs> <laughs> so and i think the book is important for me to take my brand to another level because now i cross over from being and there's nothing wrong with it but i cross over from just being a person who you know sell courses online to now get into really impacting people with story you know what i'm saying so that's something real important for me and then turning my brand travel apparel inc into a real business like a brand like a fugu brand or something like that so um it's just now opening it up and then opening my portfolio up um you know i told you i had lended on a truck already so i have two lending trucks i'm on right now um and then just getting into more i won't start playing monopoly i just want to go in the hood and just buy a bunch of properties you know me and you talked about man let's try to buy an apartment complex and put that together but also giving back more like giving back more of myself to the community i won't get into prisons i won't get into juvenile facilities so that's my goal because there's only one wall street travel you know what I'm saying? Like everybody can, you know, we all got our thing. We all, you know, have a lane. I feel like me getting back into the mud, into the trenches is what I'm most useful at. So 2021, the book, more investments, and then getting back to like really getting into the trenches, jails, youth homes, things like that, man. So that's what I want to do going this year, man. Yeah, man, that's powerful, man. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the growth, man. That's, um, that's what it's about, man. It's about, each one teach one and it's about it's about friendly competition and it's about positive peer pressure. That's one thing that Dave Dave Shan dropped a lot of um gems on our podcast. That's one of the good things about having a podcast. It's a great networking tool. And it's yeah. kinda like um that book, uh uh what was it, Dale Carnegie, I think, rec, uh, wrote the book or it's one of these books. Uh, how to win friends and influence people. Yeah. But it was another one with uh where he he interviewed like all the successful people. Oh, oh uh Thank and Grow Rich. Think and Grow Rich. Who wrote that book? Dale Carnegie? Well, no, it's written by... Napoleon Hill? Napoleon Hill, but he got the game from Dale Carnegie. Yeah, so, you know what? Shout out to Maurice Claret. Maurice Claret, Hall of... Uh, I think he's Ohio Hall of Fame. Like, Ohio, he's a, man. Come on, Ohio man. State, man. Ohio, Ohio State. Ohio State. Ohio State legend. Ohio State Buckeye legend. So, legend. He's, he's, a big, he's a big supporter. That's my guy. Shout out to Maurice. So, when I met him, he told me, he's like, yo, I'm jealous of you. I've been jealous of you for a while. I'm like, well, why are you jealous? He was like, he's like, yo, you know, Napoleon Hill, when he wrote that book, and he, and he said, it took him 40 years to composite that information. He said, you, you're doing all this in 12 months. Look at all the people that you, that you tapped in with. Every single week, you get a master class. He's like, we get a master class looking at it, but look at all the information you're getting behind the scenes, and you got these people's phone numbers, and 
And I'm like, yo, you know what? You're right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that is, it's actually a great networking tool. And it's a great learning experience for me. So I say that to say, when Dave Shands came on our podcast, and he said, he said a lot of valuable things. But one of the things that he said was, um, he said, you know, success by association. Mm -hmm. We always hear about we always hear about guilt like guilty by association. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? like if you if you with the wrong people and you with five dudes and they stick up a store and you with them, you're guilty just being by yep. associated. Mm. But the opposite is that you can be you can be successful by association. I was telling one of my young boys just the other day, you can make a million on the humble by accident. You could be a millionaire by accident. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. By accident. Stumbling. If you just with if you just with the right people and you just add value. It's just a matter of when. It's just a matter of when, by accident. And nah. another another thing that he said was positive peer pressure. And I think that that's something that you know, all of us have. It's like we all competitive, so it's like I I'm not just going to just sit and watch Trap take his thing to the next level. That's like we gonna talk like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's positive peer pressure. It's competition. It's like it's like the league. Like you know what I'm saying? LeBron and KD they might be friends, but. They still competing with each other. No, nobody wants to be second place. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ah, that's a real like yo, like I remember, I'm gonna be real. I remember when the quarantine first happened. And this is why you, you gotta change it, you gotta change the people you're around. I say this all the time. You gotta filter your Instagram and you gotta filter your life, right? Because if the people around you not motivating you to go forward, then you're around the wrong people. Right, and if y'all done celebrated, y'all done went out, y'all done popped bottles, y'all done bought bags, y'all done went on vacation together, y'all done did all that, and y'all ain't built a business together, y'all ain't put a business plan together, y'all ain't invested together, y'all ain't thought about how y'all can build something and make an investment together, then that's the wrong type of friends to have around you, right? So I remember, um, I remember when the quarantine had first hit, and I remember y'all, you you called me and you was like trapped. You putting out a lot of good content. It's time to double down on YouTube because people need to see you. And I was like, yeah, man, I'm going to double down. But I was still, like, building a gram up. I was still, like, you know, he was like, all right. And then I remember I watched y'all, like, double down on the YouTube content. And I said, damn, that shit doubling. <laughs> I remember immediately I called my video editor. I said, I gave him a game plan. I said, yo, I'm about to do this. This, this, we're going to take this. We're going to break it down right here. We're going to break it down right here. We're going to repurpose it over here. Content, content, content. And then I'm like, all right, cool. So then we doubling down. We doubling down. And then y'all hit 100. I was like, shit. <laughs> I'm like, man, I got to pump some more. So I called him back. I'm like, look, this is the next thing I'm about to do, yo. Like, and, and it's because I won't see my guys win. But I also want to win. And it's not me, but as long as I know my guy is still applying pressure, I can never get comfortable where I'm at. Because for every deal y'all break down, it's saying, yo, it's possible. You feel what I'm saying? And that's how I look at it. Like, every time I see my guys interview somebody else, I'm like, yeah. Even when I see people talking about stocks, I'm like, okay, we got to learn more so we can break more information down. So for me, it's always about being able to break the information down in a way that people can digest it. So every time Ian always tell me, dog, every time I hear you talk, Trap, that shit made me go back hard. But for me, every time I hear Ian, like, I be mad. For me, I'm mad that I can't make slides. Right? <laughs> Ian be killing. I'm like, damn, Ian be killing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, God damn. Like, Ian be having a whole, damn. I be, that just ain't my thing. Like, I like to have the energy. So I'm like, all right, 
well, I gotta just got I gotta give more energy. So I gotta just like bring my pyrex dishes out. I gotta, you know, go more in depth. I gotta teach more because that's what Ian good at. So Ian good at putting the slides together. I'm not gonna try to mimic that. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go back in my bag. So now I want trapping tools to still be popping hard like market Mondays. You know what I'm saying? And it's not a comp it's not saying I won't be better. Them is like, that's my guys. Oh, they went to the finals? Oh no, 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 no. They got to see me in the finals next year. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, damn, they just dropped 50? I got to go drop 80. You know what I'm saying? So it's, 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 you got to have people like that to where it's always a, a competition, but it's always cool. Like, oh, y'all made 100? Nice. Y'all just hit 200 subscribers? Let me repost that right quick. My dog didn't hit 200 subscribers. You know what I'm saying? My dog them. Every Monday, I'm re I'm posting market Mondays and I'm tagging all three of them. You know what I'm saying? Every Monday, it's not a money I'ma miss. Y'all put up something y'all about to host. I'm putting that up there. So it's I'ma treat my and I'ma just a bar. I'ma treat my partner's business. I'ma treat my brother's business like it's mine. I'ma treat their business. I'ma say that. That's a fact. Yeah, I'ma treat them like mine because when they win, I win. Because we on we might be in we in different lanes, but we running the same race. I'm just on, a, I'm on, I'm on another part of the, I'm on, a, they got to hand me the baton, hit trap, you next. You know what I'm saying? Every time I do a trap in Tuesdays, I see that post from Ian, I see that post from you, I see that post from Jamal. We in a, we, we pushing it the same way, man. So, man, I just want to see, I want to see us win, man. And I know how far, I know we just scratching the surface and we all got something that's so unique that the culture needs, man, for sure. Yeah, I think that that's something that, and especially like, like I said, David Sheer, another thing that he said is like, when you're in a room, with like everybody that's doing bad, right? It's very hard to be the one person to do good in a, in a bad environment. It's, it's, it's hard. Like if, if, if you're around people and every single person is smoking, drinking, it's hard to be the one person that's sober. But the opposite is that it's hard to be the one person doing bad in a room full of good. So if you're in a room full of church ladies and if you got any level of common sense, you're not just going to be cursing and you're going to conduct yourself a certain way because you're going to feel out of place. You're going to feel out of place doing bad in a room full of good people. Just like you feel out of place doing good in a room full of people that are doing bad things, right? Mm -hmm. I say that to say a lot of times people are self-sabotaging their success because of the people that they're around. It's hard to be successful when everybody around you is doing bad. So what happens a lot of times is that you subconsciously or consciously self-sabotage your success to dim your light because nobody wants to be the only... If, you, if, you're, if you're a decent person, you feel extremely uncomfortable riding through a, a, a poor neighborhood in a Lamborghini. <laughs> right? Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's just... It's, it's, it's not comfortable. It's not comfortable. Like, you don't want to be in a project with a fur coat on. It's, it's not comfortable. But if you're in Beverly Hills, you feel comfortable, Right? So I say that to say it's like sometimes you have to separate the people might not be it their mindset might not be conducive to your to your your growth and sometimes you might you might have to outgrow somebody in a, in a certain moment of time until they can catch up because you constantly put in the group chat I'm doing this doing that and everybody else is they gonna discourage you like stocks what you keep talking about stocks for psychologically you going you going like now, let me stop talking about this because this, yeah. this doesn't fit. Let me talk about love and hip-hop because this is something yep. that is more comfortable. I see that happen all the time. So I just that's something to, to, to really think about as well is you got to take an inventory of your circle. And if your circle 
isn't on the same type of time that you want or isn't pushing you the same way that, that you should be pushed, it's time to find a new circle. No, that's without a – listen, that is so imperative to where you're trying to go at. So check this out. Like, you know, and it's, it's a saying, if you're around five millionaires, by default, you become the sixth one. By default. Because what happens is they start having different conversations. You can't go into, like, you can't come into our, like, you can't come into our group chat talking about, yeah, man, your girl don't love hip-hop. I'm going to look at you like, I might text you personally, like, Rashad, who is this guy? <laughs> How he got here? You know what I'm saying? Like, what, though? Every now and then we might throw a sports topic in the group. Uh, you know, we'll talk about politics. We we literally talked about how the Trump how Trump and Biden was gonna affect we in a group check having that political talk. You know what I'm saying? We in a group check talking about business, the market, all of that. What happens is now you look for value. Every time you find something of value, you throw that in a group check. You know what I'm saying? Every time you find a gym, ooh, let me do ooh. They ain't got this right here yet. You know what I'm saying? And so now those ideas become, damn, like I see they on it. So now you start understanding, I can't have this conversation right here. And then what happens on the, what happens now on the back end is those other conversations become frivolous. You don't even want to have them no more because you so used to having these conversations that are conducive to you succeeding these conversations start now making things possible like you start saying like damn like i could have ten thousand dollars in the stock market damn trap just said he bought a hundred shares damn rashad just got a truck damn so this has got an apartment complex damn this just did this and i wasn't even now you start looking at your old circle like you try to throw a topic in there and nobody don't want no parts of it you're dead Dead. All right, you know what I'm saying? So it's and one that's why one of the things important for people to do is this go on your Instagram, look at everybody that you're following. If you can't go on this, this how I manage my Instagram. If I get on my gram and I see you live and I can't tap on that and learn something, it's an unfollow for me, it's a no follow. If I can't see, I don't mind you posting a joke here now. That's 100% cool. But if 90% of your content isn't something I can learn from and put in one of these tablets, I, that's a no-go for me. Because what happens is we've been entertained for so long. At what point do we say, I got to start getting educated? Because the education and the information is the fertilizer. The lack of it is what keeps you where you at. You weeds. A weed gonna grow anywhere. A reed gonna grow in the concrete. A weed gonna grow anywhere, right? So now a weed gonna bull, bull corn, bull crap gonna be inside anywhere. How do you say, let me get this out of the way and focus on what's gonna help me grow? What's gonna help nurture me? Because at 38, I remember we had this conversation. I said, man, it took me 36 years to get here, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it took me 36 years to get here. I ain't going back. <laughs> right. I ain't going. I ain't going back. That's a fact. I don't got nothing to prove to nobody. I don't got nothing to prove to nobody. The only person I got to prove something not to is my daughter to prove that she can be great. We got something to prove to our family members that we can change the dime. We can change our last name. You got a son, man. That's what we proving shit to. We ain't proving nothing to nobody else. It took me 38 years to get here. 
You know how much filtering I had to do to realize, oh, this where I need to be at. Why? What we going backwards for? So if y'all, if y'all, here's if you watch market, if you've been watching, if you've been watching market Mondays since the beginning of the pandemic, trapping Tuesday since the pandemic, and you not invested in stocks and stuff, you doing yourself in Rashad's words, <laughs> you're doing a tremendous disservice. <laughs> There's no use of getting the information if you're not going to use it. Right? Get in the game. You got to take the shot. You taking the information. You putting it. You writing the information down. You spending an hour and a half on market monies every Monday. You spending an hour and a half on trapping Tuesdays. You took the course. It's time to build. If the people around you, I even told people this, bro. It's real shit. I said, you can't find, you can't afford the course. Team up with somebody and buy it. Now both of y'all got it. Team up with somebody and buy it. Watch Trapping Tuesdays. Watch Market Mondays. Join Earn Your Leisure. Join it. You can't afford it by yourself. You and you buy it together. Like, stop coming up with excuses. You're going to do one or two things, yo. You're going to come up with results. Or you come up with a plan. Or you're going to come up with excuses. If you're an excuse maker, I ain't the person for you. Because I'm all about action. I ain't never found excuses, yo. My mama tell me that. She be like, bro, like, you don't get people. I'm like, man, look, I got it out of the mud, yo. Like, you know what I'm out of. It's either I do it or I do it. Ain't no such thing as it ain't happening. Either you want to change or you don't, yo. There's an excuse for everything. It's time to just put it forward, man. Follow people who can move you forward. Follow people who can nurture and build in you. Bro, I call Rashad. We talk all the time. We talk all the time. Rashad told me this one day. This is how dope it is. He said, trap. Them IG reels going crazy. I said, I know, man. I've been, I've been putting them up there. I've been putting my reels up. She said, nah, you got to do some behind-the-scenes reels. I said, yeah? She said, yeah, you got to do some behind-the-scenes reels. People love to see behind-the-scenes. They want to see you going to work. I said, all right, cool. The next day, I had just got like 13 hoodies in for me. I did a quick little reel. Rashad said, damn, bro, you on my Explore page. I said, man, I do that. They're like ASAP. That's a fact. That's I'm a putting fact. in action. I'm putting in action. You feel like he like, damn, bro, you on my explore page already. <laughs> you know what I'm like, that's that's what it is. This somebody who gonna it's, it's it's a brother to me. Somebody who gonna pull into me. Somebody who don't mind saying, yo, I know trap and put this something I figured out putting in business. Trap, try this out. I don't know if it's gonna work or not, but it went crazy for me. You tried. The next day, I wound up on his explore page. You know what that mean? It worked. So be around people who feel like, don't be around a person like this. Man, put, where the plug at? Put me on. Oh, man, I don't, I don't even know. What? <laughs> and I don't even know. I just saw you do it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know, man. You know that ain't even much. Man, I don't even know. What you mean? Don't be around that type of person. I'm around people that won't see me win, so I know I'm going to win. Keep winning. Show, man. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. For sure, man. Always, always magical moment, man. Oh. Whenever EYL and Wall Street Trapper link up, man, even on an impromptu. 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 <laughs> impromptu, man. And yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate it, bro. Always, man. I appreciate that again, man. Keep doing what y'all doing. Keep pushing the brand. Look at this, man. It's a Thursday night. It's a Wednesday night. You got 1,100 people on the live, man. That's impacting the culture, bro. 
Like, don't, don't. Financial, financial literacy, yes. man, is, is something that, like I said, man, it's the only thing that can save us at this point. And people are realizing that, that the education is the only thing that can save them. And um, the reason why I say that it's the only thing that can save them is because it, it's, it saved me. Like, it saved me as far as, like, not saved me as far as, like, you know, I don't think I would be dead or in jail, but it saved me from having to work a job, but it saved me from, you know what I'm saying, like, having a mediocre life, it, it saved me, it saved my life from actually having a life. Like, you know what I mean? Like, me, I never had a job. I never had a job. And like, anybody knows my story, I never had a job. I've been an entrepreneur my whole entire life. So I don't really know what, like, for me, having a job is risky. It's risky. Because I'm not going to wake up at 7 o'clock. It's a, it's a risk that I might curse my boss out. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's a risk. So all I know is wake up and get it. Like, you know what I'm saying? So that's all I know. I can only speak about things that I actually know. And um, I, I don't know what it what it would be like. I literally woke up on, I woke up yesterday. I thought it was Saturday. <laughs> I thought it was Saturday. For one minute, I just, I don't know why, but, but that's a blessing. That's a blessing. That's a blessing. I woke up on Tuesday and thought it was, because it don't matter. Because if I, if, you know what? When you, when you live in life how we live, whatever day you want it to be is that day. If yeah. I want it to be Sunday, then it, it's Sunday. It's Sunday. That's a fact. And I think that's the, that's the, that's the important thing about <clears throat> financial literacy and learning how to invest. Like, this is what y'all got to do, yo. You got to learn how to turn income into capital. You got to learn how to turn income into capital. And what that's simply saying is the income that you make, when you turn it into capital, in the investing world, capital is money used to invest. Right? That's what capital is. Capital is money used to invest. You got to turn your income into capital, and the capital turns into ROI. Your capital got to turn into a return on investment. You feel me? So what I want y'all to do is, you got an Amber alert in, in Georgia, Aaron. Damn, man. You got all kinds of Atlanta, what's going on out there, man? This this place never stops, bro. This <laughs> place never stops. Right? But you got to turn your income into capital. So what you got to do is take that income, learn how to invest, and then turn that income and put that income into an investment. It now becomes capital. The income that you put into your investment account is capital now. It's, it's still money, but it's called capital in the investment world because that money is used to purchase assets. You feel what I'm saying? Then those assets, that capital now becomes a ROI. A you want that capital to become a return on an investment. And what happens is every investment that you make buys back some of your time. The objective, why he don't care about Tuesday being a Sunday is because he owns his 24 hours. Listen to me. The person who owns the most of their time can then create the most wealth. The more time that you can own, the more wealth that you can create. And so now you put your time like this. How long will it take you to own your 24 hours? Will it take you two years? Will it take you five years? Will it take you 10 years? That should be the goal. For me, the goal was never how much money I can make. It was how much time can I own? I need to have time equity. I need to own as much of my time as possible because if I own my 24 hours, I don't care if it's Monday or Sunday. I don't care if it's Tuesday or Saturday. I don't care if it's Wednesday or Thursday because every day I'm blessed to say I get up and do what I want, when I want, how I want. That's the blessing for me. It's not about how much money I have. 
It's about how much time that I own. And I own my time by making the most investments. It's like the dual writers, the dual toy. Man, all of my money goes into the stock market. And for me, 60% of my wealth is in the stock market. And the reason why that is because I realized this. Once I started really studying great, wealthy people, when I studied even looking at Warren Buffett, looking at Bill Gates, looking at Jeff Bezos, 65% of their money is in the stock, their wealth is in the stock market, 65 to 70%. So that told me that if that's what they doing, if that's the blueprint, that's the blueprint I'm following. I'm going to follow the people who did it and did it well, right? You, you don't become top five richest people in the world by luck. That, that, you know that, what you, you know what's so crazy that you said that because we did a we did a YouTube live with Dave from um, Rec Philly shout out to Rec Philly they got a dope uh, event space in Philly so we on a YouTube live and they asking us questions and uh, we were talking about you know investing stocks real estate so one of the one of the um, young lady that was on a, the YouTube live she's like are there any other ways that you can invest outside of stocks and real estate so I'm like um, what have you invested in and she's like I haven't invested yet so I'm like all right so 100 percent of Probably 99.9% .9 of the millionaires in the United States of America and probably all over the world, but the United States of America have some real estate or some stock holdings. That's safe to say, right? So if you're just starting out and 100% of the millionaires have real estate and stock, why are you looking for an alternative outside of real estate and stocks? Like we try to make things complicated, overcomplicate things. Like you want me to tell you some crazy oil rig to invest in and right. you ain't even investing in your 401k yet. And you right. try to invest in Bitcoin and, right. and precious, precious metals and oil refinery. Like it's like, yo, just keep, keep yes. it simple. Keep it simple. It's simple for me, yo. Like, and that's what I, that's like one of my biggest things is always like for me, I'm just following the people who came before me. That's all. I ain't doing nothing different. Yo, I don't got to listen. I'm not an inventor. I don't got to try to create the next thing that's going to change the world. That ain't what I'm good at. Right? What I need to learn how to do is become the best investor that I can be. When I was in prison, doing my time, that white dude told me this. Wealthy people invest in stocks, real estate and they start a business so that was the mantra that i followed if he have said real estate stocks i probably would be the wall street travel i probably would be the real estate travel because i followed the rule that he gave me he said real estate i mean he said stocks real estate and start your business the reason why he said stocks first and it made sense to me because that's the easiest way that has the lowest barrier the entry barrier you know what i'm saying you take the lowest, you know 20 30 dollars you put that in the stock market it's gonna work for you regardless you know what I'm saying? Then you get into really, you know, you start learning how to run a business and all that. But stocks was the easiest place to go. So I just followed that. It wasn't no need for me to try to, man, let me try to do. No, that's <laughs> following. And I'm going to just get real good at it. And so well, now it's like, okay, like, all right, I got this much money in stocks. So, okay, what's the first thing I'm going to do now? I'm going to get my daughter, who, who at the time was two, I'm going to start doing her the thing because if it took me to get in my, you know, 30s to start it, let me start her even earlier. So if I, if I had to get when I was 30, if I start her and she too, imagine what she going to be when she's 30. Okay, let me start this earlier. Now at four years old, she's 150 in the market at four. The goal for me is to make her a million by the time she's 18. That's easy now. That's easy. 
That's easy. Okay, we're going to get some real estate. Okay, what's the going on? As soon as I do it and I get it good, cool. She'll get a piece of property too. The formula is there. It's not trigonometry. It's not calculus. It's not E equal E and MC squared equals this. It's buy stocks, buy real estate, start your business. It's simple, family. And I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to go the hallway. I'm trying to travel. If I can travel this path right here and I see it working, I'm going to go with it. And then I'll learn other things. Okay, I've been in the stock market for so many years. Okay, now let me learn how to trade now. I've been in the market for four, five, six, seven, however you. Okay, now let me start learning how to trade because this is another component. Okay, I've been doing buying whole real estate for this long. Maybe let me learn how to buy and flip a house, right? It's, it's stages you go through. You take it step by step. The problem is we feel compelled to try to compete or live up to some standards or show people, hey, I'm flipping a house. Hey, I'm trading. Hey, I'm doing, hey, I made this much money. That ain't my goal. My goal is buy and own as much of my 24 hours as I can. The rest of the stuff gonna come later. Yeah, and that's a fact. And like I was telling you, like, you know, I got when I got pulled over, I got pulled over. Mm -hmm. okay? Anybody doesn't know if you didn't watch my stories. Um so I'm <laughs> driving, you know, I just I just um shout out to PTG. I got a I got a, a Range Rover recently. A special, special edition Range Rover, special color. Small flex. Small flex. So I'm driving, I'm driving in my old neighborhood and um, I got pulled over, but I didn't just get pulled over by like regular cops. I got pulled over by four off-duty police officers, like in like caravan cars, like off-duty cops, like wearing like what I'm wearing, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right with bulletproof vests and guns and all that. Like, they had guns. They had the bulletproof vest. They had four cars. Four cars came. Do they call for backup and all that? And the dude like, yo, um, is this your car? I'm like, yeah, it's my car, bro. So he's like, yo, your registration, da 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 So he's like, um, like, how you, like, what you do? I'm like, I, I make content. You know what I mean? Now I'm just going to play. I make, I make content for a living. Like, I'm in concert for it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because now I'm just going to have some fun with it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Now I'm just going to have some fun with it. Like, I make content for a living. But he was just amazed. Like, yo, like, you know what I'm saying? And I say that to say it's like the way that we are taught to, to make money is not going to work. It's not going to work. It's not going to work to just go to school, get a degree, and get a job. And you think that's going to make you a millionaire. You far gone. So the people that's thinking outside the box, the people that everybody was laughing at because they YouTubers and now they millionaires and now it's not funny anymore. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like when I'm doing Instagram, when I have 500 followers and, and I'm making selfie videos three years ago and it's like, but now it's not funny anymore. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I was like, oh, that's what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? I told, I told, I, I was telling my trap was this the other day. So I brought somebody in the other day, um, somebody who helped me, her name, I Pray Pretty, she helped me in the beginning of my brand, when I was building my brand. And I bought, so I, when, when, she, when she was talking at the time, I had 40 people in the class. We wound up having like 80 people in the class. And she talked about an ebook. We talked about how she helped me put my ebook together. So I bought her ebook, How to Make 9K in 30 Days, for the 40 other people in my group. I, I, I bought it for them. And she broke down a process of how to create an ebook based on whatever you're doing, right? And the way she broke it down to my travels and shit, and it was like, there's no reason why you shouldn't have another stream of income. 
right? And it goes back to the saying that I say. If you allow them to feed you, you give them permission to starve you. Say it again. If you allow them to feed you, yep, fat is my cousin, for sure. If you allow them to feed you, you give them permission to starve you. And what happens is the basis of me making that statement was simple. When I was working my job, I used to tell them, like, yo, I'm about to take off, you know I mean? And they'll be like, well, you can't take off. I'll be like, yo, I'm not asking you to take off. I'm taking off. And whatever you're going to do after that, like, it's on you. You know what I'm saying? Because I had already, like, by me being a hustler, I was only working. I felt like I was only working because, you know, I couldn't hustle no more because I felt like, damn, I'm, I ain't got no bread. Like, I'm my back against the wall, right? And so I still had the hustle mindset. So I wound up. Like, you know, after I built a Falcon Stadium, I built, like, two more power plants, and I walked off the job to go all in on my brand. But what happens is this. This pandemic showed us one thing. It people don't, I think, I think, people, you, you skipped over that. You built the Falcon Stadium, because you tell me that every time I'm in Atlanta. But they, they see you now. They don't know you used to be a laborer, and you actually built the Atlanta football, the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. You, you, were, you were one of the, the, the laborers that built that stadium. Yeah, I was so I'm gonna call I was an iron worker, right? So what iron working does is so when you see when you see like them big ass cranes in the air and you see those big old iron vessels moving around, it's called beams. Like I was the one up there three, four, five hundred feet connecting that shit. You know what I'm saying? I was the one like when you see power plants put together, I'm gonna post a picture tomorrow. I'm gonna post a picture tomorrow, throwback Thursday. I'm gonna post a picture tomorrow. Of me being four hundred, right, they gotta know that they gotta know it because they see you as Wall Street trapper. They see you with four hundred thousand Instagram followers, and they think like. But just a couple years ago, it wasn't. It wasn't like that. Like, know what I'm saying? Nah, you can yeah. change. You can your, your life can change quick. You your life can change quickly. You could become a millionaire in one year. I'm telling people. I've been telling people that like you. It could change very very quickly. You did ten years in jail. Yeah. You're you're a convicted felon. Yeah. You. You were a iron worker. Yeah. Um, and now you're Wall Street trapper. Walked off the job to do this. I left, I left, I, I was making $120,000 a year. And I left doing that. I left that because I felt like I was working too much. I, even on the Falcon Stadium, I was doing seven days a week, 12, 14 hours a day. And so you'd be like, yeah. You know, damn, Trap, you was making $2,500 a week, but just imagine working 14 hours a day, seven days a week. That's a lot. With a harness on that weigh about 40, 50 pounds, I got all them tools on it. I'm in the air. I'm doing something. And I had just had my little one. And I was like, yo, like, there's no po there's no way possible I can be a great dad to have I'm working 14, 15 hours a day, seven days a week. It's impossible. Right? So, and I left that. I went to go do, I built two more power plants. And in Louisiana because um, I wanted to be closer to my heart in New Orleans. So I was like, um, now nah, I was making, depending on where I was at, anywhere between $28 and $35 an hour plus overtime plus per diem, you dig? So it was like, man, it's too much time. Like, I can't be with my daughter. So I was like, all right. So I used to take off on purpose. Like, man, I'm going to be with my daughter, man. I don't care what y'all talking about because I never wanted nobody to have control over me. And I remember... You know, I was investing my money, and I remember again my friend Danielle. She showed me how to write an ebook. 
I was posting content on the gram and she showed me how to write an ebook. And I was like, yo, this is hard. And I remember I wrote my second ebook. When I wrote my second ebook, I was like, yo, I, like, I got something. Because people was like, yo, the way you talk, bro, like, I can understand it. And I remember this. I remember going to work one night. I was working on a night shift building this power plant. I remember going to work one night. It was in Lake Charles. I remember going to work one night. I was working from four in the evening to three, to three in the morning, to four in the morning. And I remember going to work one night, and it was like, hey, yo, we need y'all to cut y'all beers, yo, because we're going to be working around some stuff called galvanize. Right? So galvanize is the stuff they put on the iron so it don't get rusty. And I was like, cut my beard? I'm not cutting my beard. I've been had this thing since 2005. I'm not cutting this. Man, you tripping, you hear me? And so the man was like, well, you know, if you if y'all don't cut it, you know, you got to go, you know, you got to go home. So I said, all right, well, I'll go home then. So I came back the next day and he was like, yo, um, if you don't cut your beard, you're going to be suspended for three days. I said, well, let me ask you a question. If I get suspended for the three days, when I come back, do I still got to cut my beard? Because I already took the rubber, you know, the rubber man. He was like, yeah. I was like, all right, let me get my box. You hear me? He was like, what? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me just get my box. I'm, I'm gone. I actually told him something else. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, and this is what I remember. But while I was working that job, I remember 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, me being on Instagram, commenting on Ernie Leisure page. I remember 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, commenting on somebody else's page, literally taking my lunch breaks, my, 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 my moments, we, we don't got no iron hanging. All right, let me sit up. I'm 300 feet in the air. Man, let me pull my phone all right quick. Spending two, three hours comment, just leaving valuable comments on people's page. Like, damn, who is this dude, Wall Street Trapper, making this comment, doing that? Literally doing a 12-hour shift. I was taking four hours of that 12-hour shift. I'm commenting on people's page. So I had my two e-books, and I was like, nah, man, get my box. I'm gone. He was like, what? I said, man, get my box. I'm gone. He's like, you're not going to cut your hair? I'm like, nah, I'm not cutting my hair, man. You tripping. Y'all don't own me. They, they, these people own y'all. They don't own me, fam. So this is what I did. I quit the job. I got my stuff in the car. I called my partner and them in Las Vegas. They was building the Vegas stadium. I said, bro, I'm about to come out of Vegas with you. He said, all right, cool. I said, what they paying y'all? He said, man, we pay, they getting paid 38 hours, $38 an hour. They're working 10 hours a day, but they only working six days. They're not working seven, and they only paying us $300 per diem. I said, all right, cool. I'm going to come out there. And then I sat back, and I thought about it. I said, nah, trap. We going further away from my daughter. I said, man, nah. I said, don't worry about it, fam. I'm about to go all in on myself. He said, what? I said, yeah, my business from the trap to Wall Street. I said, I'm about to take this shit all the way up, bro. Like, I, I, I ain't turning around. He said, man, you tripping. I remember taking all my tools. This is like $1,300, $1,400 worth of tools and my toolbox. I called my partner and I said, bro, come get these tools. I don't need them no more. He said, what you doing? I said, man, I quit. I'm not doing this shit ever again in my life, dog. I'm going all in on myself, dog. I said, I'm a hustler. I ain't never let nobody feed me. I'm going all in on myself. Take these fucking tools. I don't need them no more. I gave them my tools. I gave them all of my shit. And I ain't turned back since. And after that, I'm going to tell you something. We will refuse. I want y'all to listen to this well. 
I went from making one hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year to having multiple months where I made one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Find one thing in this world that you're willing to go all in on and don't second guess yourself. Go all in on it. And I'm telling you that a lot of shit made me second. Like, man, should I really do it? Like, damn, like, all right, I ain't going to cut my bill, but let me go get another job. I went through every emotion. I went through every feeling. Like, man, I'm about to go back, man. Fuck that. Like, I got a little one. And I, and I remember calling my daughter mama like, look, all the stuff I was doing before, I might can't do it, but I'm going to pay for school. The school costs $150 a week. Give me a minute. Give me about six, seven months. I'm going to pay for school. But, you know, the money, I, was, I wasn't on child support, man. My daughter mother is amazing for that. I wasn't on child support. But I was just giving her like three, $400 a week plus paying for school. I was like, look, just give me a, you know, I'm about to go all in on myself. She said, man, I believe in you, man. You ain't never did no sucker shit. Handle your business. I'm like, say less. I knew that pressure wasn't on me like that. I went all in on myself. And I started kind. I was doing the same, the same work ethic I had, getting up every day, going to work 10, 12 hours with somebody else. I would get up in the morning, comment on people's page, create content, talk to people, find something people to go all in on yourself. Don't think that that money that them people paying you from that job, you can do that for yourself, yo. You can do that for yourself. What happens is, and I want y'all to know this, when you go to work, that takes away the 8 to 10 hours a day. You could be building relationships and working on your business. Because it's real hard to, it's real hard mentally and emotionally to get off of a job and then go to building your business. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's real hard. But at some point, in order for you to take yourself to the next level, you're going to have to leave that job. You're going to have to burn that ship. You're going to have to say, it's all or nothing. You're going to have to say, either it's going to work or I'm going to die. 100%. Either is going to work. Get rich or die, Charlie. All my credit cards, I had four credit cards. I said, all right, this how much it cost me to live. And I'm not going to lie and say I didn't have no money in the bank. I had about $8,000 in the bank. But I had literally, at this time, I had like $60,000 in the stock market. This is what I told myself. I will max out every credit card and sell every stock I own before I go back to that job. I told, I was willing to do that. So you got to put it in your mind that you're willing to go all in at all costs to see your dream and your vision come through. If you put that type of energy into the universe, man, the universe is going to reward you. And now I'm build a great friendship, a brotherhood with Rashad, Ian, dudes who I was putting it in, the universe attracted me to them. We started building. And listen, it's, it's, we talking 400,000 followers later, man. We talking about a whole community later, man. We talking about impacting thousands and thousands of people's lives in a two-year time span. We talking about me going from making 120000 a year to having months where I've made 120000 in a month. My whole year, 10, and this is the thing. I did it on my time. That's, that's being modest. Stop. It. <laughs> 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 but I hope that did something for somebody, man. I know it was kind of off-topic. But I hope that did something for somebody, man. Your greatness is up to you, man, for sure, in a, in a circle you're around. Because now, me seeing Rashad and me talking to and let me not forget Troy. Like, me talking to Troy all the time. Like, 
all of that, they pour. My bro from Hood Estates, I'm around people who pour into me all the time, who help me. I know sometimes Rashad them be like, oh, God, trap. Look what it's trapped on. You know? <laughs> I'm that guy. Like, I don't got it all together yet. I still do trap and shit sometimes. But it's because they hold me accountable. Some, you know, they hold me accountable. <laughs> Oh man, there's only much. There's only one Wall Street trapper, man. <laughs> man, look, I know, man. Listen, I know we wound up getting into. Man, we got fourteen hundred people on here, man. Wow, that's amazing, man. These badges. Shout out to everybody that gave a badge. This is my first time doing it with a badge. This is Thanks, dope. Man. This is dope, man. Nah, fifteen hundred people, damn near, on like you said, a random Wednesday for financial literacy and just bigger than financial literacy, just inspiration, motivation. I think I didn't really even intend for this to go that, that direction, but uh -huh. <laughs> I, I'm glad, you know, that's, that's, that's just, that's just God speaking through you and using you as a vessel. And, um, you know, I think it's, I think your story is just, it's just so inspirational, man. And it's so many people that can relate to that. And I think that that's why the people have really championed you because, you know, shout out to my man, Nacho Benga. It's like, you know, the Don the dogs, man. The underdog. People always root for the underdogs in the movie, man. You know what I'm saying? And my guy said, he said, man, I was, I knew he was sick, and my man felt a little under the weather, man. I called him every day. You know what I'm saying? Bro, you need me. You need something. The wife needs something. Bro, I'm a genuine dude. Like I, So here's the thing, bro. Like, I know people who poured into me. For my birthday, man, Neil didn't even... That man popped up in Miami and just surprised me. You know what I'm saying? So it's about building them good relationships. You know what I'm saying? It's about... You know, even Rashad, when Rashad come out, like, Yo, let's go work out, bro. Let's, like, I want to be around people who can reciprocate the thing. How many times we've been in relationships with people and we feel like we, we pouring in? Ain't nobody pouring back into us. You know what I'm saying? So now you doing all the pouring. You pouring into people. You giving people your all. And when it's time for you to get that fill up, because you human, you need that. Nobody ain't there for you. I can honestly say everybody in my circle, we talk at least once or twice a day. Real talk, no BS. Every, like, it's a, what's up, what you doing? I'm checking on you. What's good with you? Not once a month, not once a week. And I'm not saying you got to do that, but my circle, it's not a day go by that I don't hear from it. It's not a day go by that I'm not pouring. I'm not checking. Oh, this day almost over. Yo, what's good? I just talked to Rashad six, seven, eight times during the day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> I'm saying? You know, your circle is important. Your energy is important. Believe in yourself, man. And it's nothing you can't do out here. Like, the, the, this Instagram, social media, YouTube, all of this has put the playing field, is leveled the playing field, man. It's, Build it. it's, 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 it's the best thing in the world, man. Like my brother Wallow said, shout out to Wallow, and it's like, yo, a cell phone can change your life, man. You can get rich off a cell phone. And um, it's true. It's true. And it's like, you know, for us to be in a position to actually um, be able to reach people, and we all—that's the—that's the—that's the great thing about life. It's like everybody's got this story. Everybody's got a story to tell, and you never know who you can inspire, and you never know—you know—who has similar experiences. You <laughs> never know who might a—you know—be an iron worker. There might be an iron worker right now that might have thought about, you know, leaving their job, but they got a nice salary, um, and you might have just inspired them to maybe go a little harder on their business. You know what I'm That's saying? Look, Ian said, <laughs> Ian said, man, talked to Trap the other day. He gave me three ideas at midnight. Man, listen, that's, you know, I just, that's how I am, man. Like, I'm telling y'all, man, like, I don't, my, my thing, like, real talk, my, this is my, this is my thing for real, yo. I overcame 
so much with the help of God, man, in my life. I'm talking about almost kidnapped twice, like literally halfway in the trunk. Real talk, no bullshit. Being get found not guilty, done been through so much trauma and pain, bro, to where I'm not living like that no more. And I'm around genuine people. Man, every day for me is a blessing, yo. Every day. Like, yo, I don't want to argue with nobody. I don't want to fuss with nobody. Eat the beauty one. What's up, queen? <laughs> um, I don't want to argue with nobody. I don't want to fuss with nobody. Bro, I just want to live. I want to be happy, bro. Like, I told Rashad today when the dude got killed from, um, I saw the dude got killed from Dallas, the rapper. I text Rashad and I said, damn, bro, can we normalize getting old with our kids? Like, can we normalize that? Like, can that be the thing now? Can the thing now be, yo, like, you know, because we done made it from the streets. Like, a lot of dudes that's rapping and stuff, you made it from the streets. You made some money, bro. Like, your kids deserve you. And I say that all the time. Like, my daughter deserves me. Like, I go through withdrawals once I ain't seen my daughter in a week. I be like, well, I gotta go. My I'm, I'm I don't care what my plans is. I gotta go see my daughter. I gotta be with my daughter. I need that. Re I need that. You know what I'm saying? So, like, Yo, for me, however, and I'm telling y'all this, however I can bring value to the people around me, it's a given. It's a given. However I can bring value to the people around me, it's a given. Because when they win, here's how I live my life. What I talk to Ian about, if he went at that, you know what happens? My wealth is associated with Ian winning. Not on a scale where I'm going to say, yeah, I did that for Ian, but I know five, ten years from now, he can be like, man, boy, Trap told me this, man. That shit took me here. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Like, that's what make me feel good, knowing that I can bring value to the people who are around me. If I can do that, man, I'm good because my life not on the line. I don't, worry, I don't go to sleep worrying about nobody, the people kicking my door in no more. I don't go to sleep saying, well, I can't do this. Let me have a pistol on side of me. Well, let, let me put this behind the door. Man, I, it's this, I can't go. I don't live my life like that no more. I live my life now in so much abundance. And it's like I, I attract money. I attract wealth. I attract good people. I attract good business. I'm around it. I attract it. I talk about it. And the people in my circle are them type of people. I know the people around me not on no bullshit. Yo, you know what? You know what? I just got a random thought, and this is something. So, you know, everybody knows I'm in, I'm in the financial services industry. So, um, I remember forget years ago, um, I used to have I was in the office in Park Avenue, and um, this Jewish guy, he was like the biggest. He was the biggest financial advisor in the in the um, in the um, the the office that I was at. Like he was bringing in like millions of dollars a year. So, um, everybody knew him. He was like a real bigwig. So, um, I never forget. Uh, he was in the he was in the bathroom. He was all in the bathroom, and um, there was a new like uh, head of the office, like a managing the partner of the office or whatever. So one of the guys, you know, like they was washing their hands, or whatever. And he was like, "Yeah, you know, X, Y, and Z. You know, this person just came on, and she's a you know she's a pain in the ass." Da, da, da. He said, "He said, he said, stop. He said, stop. He said, stop. He said, you, you're talking something negative right now, and my brain cannot process anything negative." He said, "Stop." I don't even want to like. I can't hear no evil say no. He like you. You. I can't process it, and I never forget that because I'm like, damn. He didn't even allow himself to even mm. partake in any gossip, 
anything that was going to take him off the track of what he was actually doing. And it was no coincidence that he was the most successful person in the office where the other people were sitting around and they talking about people all day and going back and forth. And I relate that to social media. It's like how many people go on these websites, these blog sites and argue with people in the comments for hours and debate people and da 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 and curse people out online. And it's like, you're broke. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a fact. It's a fact. Listen, what that thing is they say in school, man, empty wagons make the most noise, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, even we like that. Like, I can honestly say we've had a million conversations, whether it's me, you, you know, the whole crew, but we don't be on no negative shit. You know, we have our jokes. We have our laughs. Shouts to Smalls. What's good, King? We don't never have them comments because that shit not acceptable over here. It's not acceptable. I can't come to a shop and say, man, bro, man, the algorithm messing over me, dog. Man, you know this. You'll be like, Trap, what you doing? What are you doing, Trap? Nah, but I'm trying. I'm going to call you back, Trap. <laughs> That's not it. Your energy bad. Like, I be telling people all the time, man, check your energy. Man, check your energy, fam. And trap, trap, such a lawyer. Like I tell trap all the time, you know, he's he's a he's a street guy, so he still carries those street code ethics, where it's like, you know, he sticks up for his friends, he sticks up for people that he that he loves, and it's like even people like sometimes people will, like they might say bad things about us, and he's like, he it gets him you know riled up, and I'd be like, yo, don't even worry about that, man. That ain't even, <laughs> that ain't even not to entertain, like you know what I'm saying? Because it's like negative energy is only gonna weigh you down, like you know what I'm saying? And it's like. That's just real. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's why a lot of times it'd be like, it's not some things, a lot of, most things are not even worth entertaining. It's nope. not even worth entertaining because it's like, when you really think about it, you realize that most of the time, the people that's hating is fans for real. Like, when I said, like, you know, some say hate is confused admiration. It really, a lot of times it's just confused admiration. They really admire you, but they don't, they don't really understand. They don't, they don't know how to actually express themselves properly. A lot of times we're dealing with pain especially black people, we got a lot of pain. That's yep. why for me, like, you know, me, I be having more empathy. Like, you know what I'm saying? When I see people now, it's like somebody say something crazy, and I really, like, I know mentally something not right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I, I look at it from a situation like, nah, that person's in pain more than anything, or he really want to get close, or he want to be on the platform, and he want to do this. So it's not really so much. He don't, he don't really hate me. He actually, it's, it's just confused. It's confused admiration. He don't know how to fully express it. That's a fact. Ian said we be having to calm trap down. Because, <laughs> like, I just feel like, bro, like, and, and this how I feel, though. Like, I've pulled so much into y'all. Y'all pulled so much into me. We invested in one another, right? Like, I, and, I, and I'm not the person to just be cool with people all the time. So, like, if I hear somebody say something bad about y'all, I got to say something. Because if I, one, if I come back and tell y'all somebody said something, the first thing you should ask me is, why did they feel comfortable saying that shit around you? <laughs> what kind of conversation y'all had where that shit was even acceptable to come out their mouth? You feel what I'm saying? So for me, it's like, nah, fam, like, you got an issue, bro? Like, what's good? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> what's down, fam? Like, what's your problem? You know what I'm saying? Because this, here's what I know. I know that we out here just doing good to our people. 
like we not out here scamming people. We not out here being this lot, bro. Like they don't understand. Like they get the finish. The people get the finished product. They don't understand the research that Troy doing. They don't understand the balance Troy had between being a husband, a father. They don't un- researching for this. They don't understand how you bring your son to AAU and doing this. They don't understand how I got to fly back to New Orleans, come here. Oh, I still got to do trapping too. I still got to make content. They don't understand how Ian in home, homeschooling Xander all day and then still making 15 slides to go I, on. I, Ian is the, is the father of the year. I still don't understand how he does that. Like, you feel me? <laughs> to be doing homeschool all day, every day. They don't, they don't understand that. All they get is the finished product. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I can't have nobody talking about my people if I know my people doing good work out here. You know what I'm saying? So no, that shit not going to be acceptable to me at all. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, instead of you putting that type of energy out, I want you to say, damn, bro, like them dudes really putting on because I know what we doing. Like, I know this ain't no, I know y'all just don't. Oh yeah, bro, let's just go do market money, bro. Let's do this. Like, I know the relationship you building. I know the conversations you having. You know what I'm saying? I know that what you putting out that I make this shit what it is, bro. Like, this ain't no, this ain't easy. This two years of blood, sweat, and tears. This come from iPhones to having $10,000 worth of equipment to make a real, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know what y'all putting in. This ain't no easy. You know what I'm saying? So, and then what happens now is when you tell that story, like, yo, we did this with an iPhone, and now we got, you know, however much in, like, that's somebody who thought about putting a podcast together saying, I can do it. You feel me? That's somebody saying, man, I ain't never invested in stock before, but shit, from seeing Wall Street Trapper and Ian and y'all talk about it, I know I can do it. I ain't never heard of futures before, but I hear Ian talk about it all the time. I can do it. I ain't never heard about dividends or whatever with Trap talk about, but I can do it. So it's now, it's a transition to saying, yo, we all got a story. This is how we connect. This is what's possible. And I think that's what we represent. I think we will re- we represent what's possible on a level that's attainable. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's what people need to see. And that's what people enjoy. And that's what people love. Because now, bro, I, I literally was talking to my assistant today. And I, I, I got excited. I said, man, people really fuck with me. She was like, she was like, excuse me, sir? I was like, man, really fuck with me. You don't really understand. It's Wall Street Trapper shit serious. So she's like, what are you talking about? So I sent her a clip from somebody from Trapping Toolsies. He had a, it was inside of a whipping pot. And he said, I'm whipping this shit up like Wall Street Trapper. And he had, he had me on Trapping Toolsies going on while he was whipping the thing up. And I said, that was so, that made me feel so good to know, like, yo, we pouring into the, like, what we doing is real. You know what I'm saying? And so for me, the reason why I'm always happy, I'm always smiling, I'm always, because I get to use those same experiences from the street and package that into this message and people get it, bro. Like, that's what purpose is, man. And I'm going to tell y'all this, man. I know we've been on how much I'm going to go, bro. I'm going to say this. Your purpose has nothing to do with you. And everything to do with other people. So many other people's success is to tie to your purpose. And when you don't walk in your purpose, you deny people of their success. Say that again. 
your purpose has nothing to do with you. And it has everything to do with other people because your purpose is attached to other people's success. When you don't walk in your purpose, you don't allow other people to be successful. If Earn Your Leisure doesn't start this podcast, how many people be awoke to financial literacy? If Wall Street Trapper doesn't start this, how many people will understand like, yo, I really need to be investing my money. So our purpose has nothing to do with us. Nothing. Somebody else's purpose is, is what our success is attached to. But our purpose is attached to so many other people's success, man. So that's why we got to keep going. So they got 1,400 people on here, 1,200 people on here. I need y'all to be walking in y'all purpose. Because if for, for those people, there's other people's success that's tied to y'all. And, sure. and, you can't, and you can't be scared either. I remember I told Troy, you know, Troy tells the story all the time. Like, you know, I, I told him a long time ago, I said, look, you're not going to be working your job no more. I'm going to make sure that. I'm going to make sure you're not working your job no more. So now, you know what I'm saying, he's not working his job. But I remember like a couple years ago, and, you know, Troy, he, um, you know, Troy's Jamaican. So he comes from a West Indian family and, mm -hmm. you know, just hard workers. You know, if you know a Jamaican, they got three jobs since they eight Back. years old. Like, they just work. Like, they know, they know what I'm saying? They're good people. They just, they just know about work. He's not really from an entrepreneur background, so I was always telling him like, "Yo, nah, you going, you going, you going to be doing this full time." And then I remember, you know, he was always like, "Nah, you know, I, I'm, I'm calling. My calling is to teach. My calling is to teach." Da, 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 da. And I'm like, I told him, I said, "Look, no disrespect, but I'm like, um, there's millions of physical education teachers. Any anybody, I said, anybody could be a physical education teacher, but only a select few can actually change the world." I'm like. I'm like, you can change the world. Like, you know what I'm saying? Your, your, your mission, your purpose on life is bigger than being a physical education teacher. Like, you got the ability to change the world. And to see, like, that's true. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, even him, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, now he's transitioned with, this is full time now. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, for me, that's, that's, that's just dope to see his transition. Because like I said, me, I always was an entrepreneur, but he wasn't always an entrepreneur. So to, be, to go from education to now educating, but on a, now you're educating millions of people. It's like, what if you would have had that mindset of like, nah, I can't leave my job. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it would have mm -hmm. never happened. I remember telling Troy that so many times. Like, I remember when I when I came, did the podcast, and we built, I remember Troy was like, yo, this is classic. I was like, and I was like telling y'all like, bro, like, nah, like what y'all doing is for real. And then once we started building our relationship, I remember telling Troy like, Troy, you gotta leave. You gotta leave the job, Troy. I was like, Troy, like, Rashad, I can't just do it by myself. Like, you gotta leave the job. And then when the pandemic happened, you know, I was like, Troy, like, you gotta leave. Like, it's time. I was like, the pressure on. And then I remember when he did it, he called me like, I did it, trap. I was like, what you did? He was like. <laughs> It ain't no going back. And I knew what that meant because I was there before. You know what I'm saying? I knew I know that feeling of I'm excited, but I'm like, did I just do that shit? <laughs> <laughs> like, did I just make up my mind to say that? And here's the thing for me, too, though. For me, the scariest part wasn't just leaving my job. That was the easy part. I'm going to just be honest with you. The scariest part for me was saying, I'm going to leave my job go back to New Orleans and not get back in the streets at all. 
that was the hard part. That was the scary part for me. The scary part, and and, I, and please let me. I wasn't no L chap or nothing like that. Please let me let me get. I'm not telling that type of fairy tale story, right? I was just a, you know a street dude just doing what street dudes do. And so for me, it was saying, I'm gonna quit my job. That's the easy part. The hard part back to my culture, my hood. Well, not my hood, because my hood ain't been the same in years. But my culture, my city, where I know, I know how to get around. And I'm not going to get back in the street, no matter how hard this shit get. Because if I get back in the street, I'm not dedicated to the mission like I say I am. I don't believe in it like I say I am. If I go back to the street, then I'm not walking in my purpose. I'm trying to do this shit on my own. And I can't do that. I can't do that. So for me, it was saying, I'm 100% vested in this. 100% invested in this. 100%. So, you know, again, you know, I just was a regular dude in the street just doing, you know, making it work. So I was like, I'm not going to dedicate myself to that no more. I'm going to just 100% believe in my vision. I'm a 100% walk in my purpose. And here we are two years later, and I can honestly say it was the best investment and the best risk that I ever took. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, man. We went overtime, man. For sure, man. For sure, man. So I'm going to just tell y'all good night, man. Got work to do, man. You heard yeah, me? Me too, man. Me too, man. I got work to do. I'm going to tell y'all this. Man, Wall Street Trap and Earn Leisure got something real sweet coming, man. Cooking, cooking, cooking. Oh, Chef man. Curry with the pot, boy. <laughs> Wall Street Trap, man. <laughs> Shout out to a legend, Kenny Burns, man. Listen, King, I'm in Atlanta. I moved out here, back out here, man. I definitely would love to collab with you, brother. I've been he's, on the check, he's on the check-in? Kenny's on the check-in? Check-in, he said, legends. That's my brother right there, man. I Kenny Burns, <laughs> man. I, I listened to y'all episode. Rashad talks amazing about you. Man, I definitely would love to connect with you, King. For real, for real. Yeah, we got to make that happen, man. We got to make <laughs> that happen, for sure. Trap, my brother, I appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you, man. I hit you in a group chat, man. All right, bro. My graduates from my school being Forbes. Backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs> a mic drop. Backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs>